Before I get started this morning, how many are you, of you are familiar with the um, controversy surrounding the Focus on the Family commercial featuring the Tebow family? There's a lot of opposition to this commercial that's celebrating life. And that opposition is trying to perpetuate the deception that has gripped this country for so many years, that life isn't precious and valuable, even life in the womb. There's an organization in um, Chillicothe, it's actually now, it's operating in Chillicothe, Circleville, and Waverly, that's on the front lines in trying to battle the deception. That's Elizabeth's hope. They um, minister to young women and young men who find themselves pregnant out of wedlock to try and counsel them not to have an abortion, but also ministering to them and pointing them toward Christ. That or, uh, boy, I meant to bring those statistics this morning on how many people over the last year that they've ministered to. But it would be, I think you would be amazed. It's, it's, it's over several thousand in, uh, the, in the, three, the three cities. They are doing the work that we should all be a part of in supporting to help change lives. They not only counsel before, but for those women who choose not to abort, they provide material support after the baby is born through diapers and clothes, through food, uh, even some furniture, baby uh, um, strollers and bassinets and those things, as well as educating these young ladies before and after on what it is to be a parent, they provide a, a, a broad range of services. They've even been, this past year, they were able to go into uh, the schools, into uh, Zane Trace, and for a week have a, an abstinence program. You know, abstinence has been poo-pooed and kicked out. We, we've been praying very hard, and they were allowed in. They have three fundraisers every year. One, uh, at the end of the year, it's a big banquet, and they report out on all the things they've done, and it's the, the place where they raise most of their support. Then uh, in the summer, they have a big walk-a-thon where we get pledges and people walk, do themselves some good, as well as raising money for the ministry. Out on the table in the foyer, there are these baby bottles, and uh, they're not, as Todd wants to suggest, it's for me when I get nervous to... Calm me down. <laughs> These bottles are for you to take and to fill over the next few weeks with your loose change. For some of you, your loose dollars, because some of you are blessed that way. And bring back to the church so that we can continue to support this ministry. These folks are doing wonderful work, and we want to support them because lives are at stake. This is a life or death thing. And these guys are out battling, most of them volunteering, 
their time to try and save lives. So if you would, grab a baby bottle and begin to fill it with the stuff that the ministry needs to continue his work. Tonight, and as we do um, on the last Sunday of every month, our connection group will be meeting at the Elizabeth's Hope building on High Street here in Chillicothe and praying for the ministry, praying for needs, praying for all kind of stuff as, Lord, as the Lord leads us. If you are so inclined, please join us last Sunday of every month at Elizabeth's Hope to pray for the ministry, to pray for people in Ross County, to pray for life so that there can be a change. By the way, uh, last fall, Planned Parenthood opened an office in Circleville. Planned Parenthood is the largest purveyor of abortions in the country. They're trying to invade the territory. It's a fight for life and death. So please get on board with that. Okay. Moving on. Aaron thinks I need more practice at this, so he's asked me to come up and share some things with you this morning. Turn in your Bibles to the book of Galatians. That's where we're going to spend most of our time. In particular around uh, chapters 4 and 5. Freedom. We all like freedom, don't we? Paul wrote a letter to the Galatians because within the church there, there are a lot of people who were trying to convince the Galatians that that way that they had been introduced to, the gospel, wasn't the way. Paul wrote a letter to convince them to say that faith and liberty are all in Jesus Christ and not in the ceremony and the traditions of the law. The Judaizers there were trying to influence the Christians to go back into the old covenant truths, that they needed to be part of the tradition, circumcision, the offerings, the sacrifices. The Judaizers were trying to put the Galatians back into a place of bondage, back under the law. Paul wrote them, he said in, in, verse, in chapter 4, Verse 8 and 9, he said, Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slave to those who by nature are not God. Use that word slaves. There was something about being under the law, and for most of the people in Galatia, they were Gentiles, and so they were serving other gods, 
and had no knowledge of the one true God. He says, but now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are returning back to those weak and miserable principles? How are you turning back to those things which you used to know? They're weak and miserable because they couldn't set you free. They couldn't save you. Why are you going back to those? Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? You see, there is bondage, there is slavery outside of Christ. The whole world believes there is freedom outside of Christ. But I believe most of us who are here today have discovered there's no freedom there at all. And the Judaizers were doing their best to put the Galatians under bondage. There are principles in this world. In fact, if you think about it, most of the things of this world work to try and put us in bondage. We go to work every day. We struggle. Oh, I had some neat things getting ready to happen, and I got to make it start again. I'm, I'm new with the PowerPoint. So... The systems of this world, mortgages, fights, discords. How many of you are all stressed out about each one in one? How many people are struggling with their calendar? Your calendar is just full and you're running from here and there and everywhere. The systems of this world wants to put us in bondage, wants to get us trapped, tightened up, bound up, where we can't be free. The systems of this world wants us to chase after the things of this world, wants us to step on, step over, run through, wants us to not care, There's no freedom there. Have you noticed that when you guys are stressed out, not just you, me too, when you are under the gun, under pressure, the real you comes out? The thing that you know, the thing that you rely on, if you haven't really become the new creation, and all of us are in various stages of that, when you're under pressure, you tend to revert to those things that you know, really who you are. It's easy to take our eyes off of Christ when we're in those situations, especially if we haven't focused our time, our attention, our lives drawing near to him so that it's truly him who's alive in us. We fall back into those old ways of dealing with issues the way we used to. You know how you used to deal with things, right? I'll let you think about that. 
I know how I used to, and I don't want to talk to you about it. And here, the Judaizers are trying to get the Galatians to go back to the old ways. Going back to verse four, or chapter 4, verse 9. How is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable principles? Do you find yourself doing that way too much today? All of us good Christians who are striving to be more like Christ... You want to read with me chapter 5, verse 1. There's a truth here that Paul gives to the Galatians that I think is especially good for us today. We are made free in Jesus. We are made to be free in Christ. Galatians 5, 1 says this. It is for freedom that we have been set free. So stand firm and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. You have been called to be free. It says in the New Living Translation, so Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure you stay free and don't get tied up again to slavery of the law. Christ has set you free so that you can be free. So I think sometimes we lose sight of the fact of the freedom that we have in Christ because when the pressure is on or when we don't understand or when we are stressed out or when things happen that are just not to our liking, that old man starts coming back up. And that is a place of bondage. Just like the Galatians were trying to be led back into a place of bondage. Everything in our world today, everything in our flesh today, wants to put you in a place of bondage and not live in the place of freedom that Christ has made for us. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. We have been set free. At the cross, Jesus did everything, 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 everything necessary for us to be free. The power of the cross to change our lives and to allow us to be free. Not shackled by the burden of the law and the curse of the law, but also not shackled by the burden of the old man and the curse of the old man. Not tied to our old ways of doing things. But we've now been opened up to all the new possibilities that there are in Christ Jesus. Have you ever thought about the possibilities? With man, it's impossible, Jesus said. But with God, 
all things are possible. How free is that? But too often, we fall back into that old way. We've been free from debt. We don't owe anything. Our salvation is paid for. We don't have to work for it. We don't have to strive for it. We have, all we just have to do is accept it. From every condemnation, from every accusation, from every chain from the enemy that would bind us, from every chain that the world would use to bind us, we have been set free just by the cross and the blood of Jesus. When you said, Lord, I accept that you are God and forgive me, I repent. Did you know that you were set free at that moment? Sometimes I think we forget when even though we did know. Because I keep running into too many of us in the body of Christ who are just burdened and bound, struggling and fighting. That's different now. Jesus said in this life, we would have trouble. But the freedom is, he said, but be encouraged because I have overcome the world. How free is that? Christ in you. He's overcome it all. So he said, yeah, trouble's coming, but be encouraged because I have overcome the world. And if I have overcome the world and I am in you, then what? Can we overcome the world too? How free is that? Every chain, every fetter, and not only has Jesus made us free, but he has done it so that we might stay free. Stay free. Our habit too often is to go back into those old ways of doing things because that's what we know. Romans 6.22 says, But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. We have been set free. There's an expectation in the Scripture that we would be free, that our lives would reflect the Spirit of God, and holiness, holiness would mark our way. Not strife, not turmoil, holiness. Even in the midst of the strife and the turmoil, holiness would mark our way. Glory to God would mark our way. I have a question for you. The last time I had trouble, some issue or difficulty or temptation, a crisis, I had an adversary, I had some disappointment, there was some fear to grip me. How, how did you handle it most? Did you handle it like the world? The world says, get revenge. The world says, you owe me. The world says, it's okay. 
You deserve it. The world says, step on who's ever back you need to to get ahead. Did you handle it like the flesh? The flesh says, me, 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 me. And when it doesn't say me, it says, I, 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 I. Maybe you handle the situation like the devil, the father of lies, the father of deception, the father of confusion. You were just a little bit sneaky in dealing with that situation or that struggle. Or did you handle it like Jesus? How did Jesus handle it? In Luke, he said, not my will, but your will be done, Lord. This is a tough situation, God, but I, I want you to get the glory out of it. Lead me through this. This is hard, God. How do I handle it? What's your precepts? What are your promises? What are your truths? God, I want this, but more than that, I want what you want. Not my will, Lord, but your will be done. How many of you passed that question? I, don't, don't tell me. I don't want to think. Galatians 4.9, how is it that you're turning back to the weak and miserable principles? Do you wish to be enslaved again by those things? There is slavery. There is bondage. The old man wasn't all that good, was he? That old nature wasn't all that good. And yet, we somehow, more often than we ought to, return to those old ways to handle things, to deal with things, to address the issues of life. And those things typically get us nowhere. Psalms chapter 85, verse 8 says, I will listen to what the Lord will say. He promises peace to his people. He promises peace to his people. How many of you are still looking for peace? He promises peace to his people. But let them not return to folly. Don't let your people go back to those old ways of doing things. There's no peace there. Don't go back to the old way of thinking. There's no peace there. There's a, new, there's a better way, the way of which God says, lay your cares on me. Take up my yoke. My burden is light and easy. Galatians 5.1, again, it is for freedom that you have been set free. Stand firm in that freedom. And do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. You have to stand firm in it. So what is this freedom? Noah Webster's Dictionary describes it this way. It's a state of exemption from the power or the control of another. It's liberty. It's exemption from slavery. 
a state of exemption from the power or the control of another. Who's in control of you? Is it the Word of God? Is it anything else? Is it the Spirit of God? Or is it the old man? Read Romans with me. I don't know if you can see this on the screen. It's kind of small. Romans chapter 6. It says, Do you realize that whatever you choose to obey becomes your master? You can choose sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God and receive his approval. Thank God, once you were slaves of sin, but now you have obeyed with all your heart the new teaching God has given you. Now you are free from sin, your old master, and you have become slaves of your new master, righteousness. In those days when you were slaves of sin, you weren't concerned with doing what was right. And what was the result? It was not good. Since now you are ashamed of the things that you used to do, things that end in eternal doom, but now you are free from those things that, that oops, you are, now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. That verse would suggest that we're going to be slaves to something. Something is going to grip us. We're going to follow one way or the other. We're either going to follow the ways of the world, the ways that we used to follow, the way that leads to sin and death, or we're going to follow the new way, the living way, the way that leads to eternal life. Which way, is, which way are you following? What has gripped you? What has gripped your heart and what is binding you up? It's funny when we talk about freedom that we say we're going to be slaves to something. There's, there's an old song by, um, oh, what's his name, the trumpet player, Phil Driscoll. It says you're going to serve somebody. You're going to serve somebody. question is, what are you going to serve? That's what Paul wrote here in Romans. You're going to serve somebody. And we can't have it both ways. Too often, we're trying to serve Jesus, and we keep running into the old man. We're trying to follow what the Word says. Then the world seems to have a better plan. You can't have it both ways. Jesus says you can't serve two masters. We've got to choose. We have to make up our mind and be free. But if I'm serving something, so where is the freedom? Jesus said in John chapter 8 that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So, if the Son sets you free, then you are free indeed. If you know the truth, Jesus said, Father, your word is truth. John said, Jesus, you're the word of God. So Jesus is the word. The Son is the word. The word, the truth, said he is the truth and the life and the way. So if the Son sets you free, 
you are free indeed. Paul said, you've been set free in Christ. So freedom is in Christ. Freedom is in doing things God's way. Freedom is in following the word of God. Freedom is in living and moving and having our being by him. Read with me Galatians 4, 40, chapter 4. It says, but when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that they might receive the full rights of sons. Well, wait a minute. So we haven't just been set free to be a slave to God. We're not just part of the family anymore. God called his disciples friends. You're, you're part of the business. I, re, I tell you the mysteries of the business, so now you're part of the business. You're my friends. But now he's gone even more beyond that. We've been elevated from friend status to son status of God. We're now brothers of Christ, joint heirs with Jesus. There's no place else where you can be free except in the presence and the fullness of God. Any place else you go to do anything, there's bondage. There is no freedom. But when we're walking in the light of the love of Christ, when we're doing things the way the Lord said to do, when we're thinking the way the Lord said to think, we're walking in freedom. The freedom that comes with being a son. Because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has also made you an heir. Hallelujah. What is freedom? Freedom is being in Jesus Christ. There is no place else. That is the only freedom that there is. In some form or fashion, we've got to get that into our spirit. So that when the pressure is on, we don't go back to the old way. We don't allow the old man to rise up. We don't allow the world to influence us. We don't allow the flesh to take control. And we make the devil flee. That is, if we want to be free. Because everything else in this system, this world, the flesh, the devil, wants you to be a slave, bound up, shackled, and unable to be everything God wants you to be. There are some benefits to freedom. There is life. Life in the Spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 says, Now the Lord is Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is liberty. This way. There's truth when you have freedom. 
John chapter 8 says, To the Jews who had believed in him, he said, If you hold to my teaching and you are really my disciples, I don't know why it's cut off, but it says, You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You will know the truth. How many of you don't? You run into situations you're trying to figure out, well, let's see. I can't think. I think he's scamming me. I don't think this situation is for my best. I'm not sure about it. You will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. When you're free, you are delivered from the curse. Christ redeemed us, it says in Galatians, from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. So regardless of what people say about you, regardless of what other people want to speak into your life, you can declare, I am free in Christ Jesus. I am free from the curse. There is nothing that you can do to me, Satan, There is nothing you can do to me, enemy of my spirit and soul, that God hasn't sanctioned first. It's about him. It's up to him. We don't have to be afraid walking around trying to figure out who, what's coming next. I am free from the curse. I get to escape sin and death. In Romans chapter 8, it says, Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. Law wants to cage you up and cause you to fear. God has set me free from that law. That law that wants to bind me up. Paul said, To live is Christ and to die is gain. To live is Christ. If I'm on this earth, it's all about him. Him in my life, him through my life, him bearing fruit through me. And if I die, I'm better off. Now, how's that an attitude when you want to talk to somebody about the Lord? When God wants to send you here or send you there to be a minister. To live is Christ. To die is gain. Is there any fear in that? We're free. We are no longer bound by the laws of this world. You, dear children, it says in 1 John, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in this world. The world system wants to do things to us, wants to overcome us, but we are free. And this world system does not have to overcome us because Christ has overcome the world. And we are free in Christ. What a benefit. Oh, I keep wanting to go the other way. Another benefit. We have all power and authority to use in the name of Jesus. Philippians chapter 2 says, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. 
that he is Lord. What a weapon. What a weapon. And he has given us the privilege. He has given us the right to declare that name over our lives, over our situations, over our circumstances. Is there any weapon greater than that? How free do you want to be? How free do you want to be? Another benefit we got, we no longer have to obey sin or the sin nature. Romans 6 says, For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that that body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. It's gone, or at least until we resurrect it. That resurrection power in us, right? If that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you, it will quicken your mortal body. I think too often we use it to quicken that old beast person that we used to be. And he comes back, and before we know it, we're going back to those old principles, those dead principles. I need uh, clicker practice. We no longer need to worry and fret. 1 Peter 5, 6. Since it's cut off, I'll read it to you. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he might lift you up in due time. Cast all, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. How much time do you spend worrying about every little thing? Even the big things. Well, this is a big thing. Oh, this is a big thing. I need to, I need to worry about this. Cast all of your cares upon Jesus. How free are you today? Or has the anxieties and the pressures of life got you bound up? And I like this one especially. We have sufficiency in all things in this freedom that we live in. John 14 says, And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, to bring so the Son may bring glory to the Father. How many of you have got that in your spirit and, and really believe it? Jesus says, you can have it all. It's all those things that bring glory to God. We fight, we scratch, we strive. And Jesus says, just ask me. Ask me. James says, you have not because you ask not. And you ask, when you do ask, you ask amiss. Because you want to consume it on your own lusts. Jesus says, I will do I will do it for you. You want to be free? Don't strive for all these things. Put it in Jesus' hands. Don't go back to the old man. Put it in Jesus' hands. Lord, you know my needs. You know my needs. This is what I need, Lord. 
strengthen me to stand until I receive it. But I ask you, God, to bring it in. Freedom. Second Peter chapter 1 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Everything that we need for life and godliness, we have in Christ. Is that sufficient? Freedom. So how do we get there? I mean, there, there. How do we get there? Well, first way is to make the choice to let God be God. He's God. I'm not. I do think highly of myself, but I am not God. I've proven it in so many ways that I can't do what he does. I can't get there. And so if God has told me that he wants to be God in my life, go for it, Lord, because I know I need you. I can't do this on my own. He's given us a promise. He says, I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. I will be with you even until the very ends of the age. I'll not only be with you, I will be in you. It's not about me. It's all about him. How's that? How free is that? It's not about me. It's not about you. No matter what the situation or circumstances, it is not about us. It is all about him. You want to find a place of freedom? Wow. That's free. Galatians 2, verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Let God be God in your life if you want to get to this freedom. Do things God's way the way of the scripture, the way of truth, the way of freedom. Psalms 119.45 says, I will walk about in freedom, for I have sought out your precepts. There's a reason we have a manual. That manual is truth and will lead us in the truth by the Holy Spirit. And if we do those things, said the man of God will live by those things. There is freedom when we do things God's way. You want to be free? Do things his way. Surrender all your issues and all of your challenges to Jesus. I got issues. You, all, you, know, you know me. I got issues. My home group, my connection group would tell you I got issues. But don't talk to them anyway because they shouldn't tell you my issues. But we've all got issues. We all have struggles. We all have needs and concerns. We all have things that are weighing on us, hopes and visions and dreams. Surrender them to the Lord. 
Yet not my will, but yours be done, Jesus said. Not my will, but yours be done. God says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans for good. To bring you to an expected end. To an expected end. I have a place and a plan for you and I want to bring you there. But surrender it all to me. How do I get there? I've got to guard my mind and I have to guard my purposes. In 2 Corinthians it says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take into captivity every thought and make it obedient to Christ. This world is constantly bombarding us with things that are not godly, that don't lead to righteousness, that are intent on causing us to be bound up, and we've got to take them captive. Not entertain them. Paul said, uh, James writes, that's where it begins. When it's first conceived in the mind. Then if, when it's full grown, it quits being a thought and becomes an action. Take the thought captive. If you want to be free, guard your mind and your purposes. Freedom is all-encompassing of our lives if we'll let it. We want to be free. I want to be free. But it's only found in Christ as a result of his mercy and his grace toward us. But it can be easily lost should we stop being steadfast in his truth. We talk about losing the freedoms of this country. That's nothing compared to losing the freedom we have in Christ. You have to be steadfast. We have to guard. Galatians 5.1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Stand firm. Freedom. It's a marvelous thing that Christ has given to us. Amen? Stand with me. Would the, the leadership come? When Pastor asked me to, to, to sub for him today, we had, we had talked, it's been a few weeks ago, and there was something he said, he was telling me about a place where he had gotten free in an area, and it just, my mind just went, <laughs> that word freedom, and, and something that God had been dealing with me about during that week. You know, I mean, I get these... And God's dealing me with, with me on the subject, and he's wanting me to understand something. He'll just, I'll just get a brain dump, and I'm just going. I'm preaching to myself through the morning. And freedom. 
Because I, it, 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 there are so many in the body of Christ who think they are free and yet are weighed down with every care. Not even the besetting sins, just the cares of life. And God wants us to be free. He wants us to be free. This morning, if there's a care, if there's a burden, if there's a concern, there's an issue, if there's a hurt or a pain, if there's something weighing on you or mine, God says today, be free. Be free. Come join with someone and pray over that thing and let God have it. Whether it's big, whether it's small, it doesn't matter. God says he wants you to be free. He set you free. Now he wants you to be free. Bow your heads with me. Father, we thank you for the freedom that we have in you. We thank you for the care, the mercy, the grace that you pour out upon us. The love, God, that knows no bounds. Father, I pray that your word would be a wellspring in our heart to know the freedom that you have delivered to us by the cross and by your blood. That we would no longer be subject to the old way, to the old man, to the world and its system, to our flesh and its desires. God, I pray that you would lead us into a place of freedom that we have not known yet. God, I pray freedom over these, your people. I pray that every weight, that every yoke would be broken, would fall off, Lord, that would be submitted to you and that we would be free. Free for you to be in us all that you desire to be in us. Free for victory. Free for glory to the Father. Free for the working through us of your mighty power to be a blessing to others. God, I just pray your freedom over this body. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you need prayer this morning, if you need to submit something unto God, won't you come? Don't carry it. Don't allow it to weigh you down. Don't allow it to keep you from being free.